What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside the one, the only, Brock Davis. Brock, how you doing today? Doing good. I didn't end up getting off work till like 3 a.m. last night and had to drive home in the pouring rain, but I'm awake and I'm here. Yeah, I know. You, Random, you, you texted me last night and it was like 2 to 3 o'clock and I was up because we were having weather down down here in, in uh, Southern California. Well, I mean, you're from Southern California too, but down more, more near the ocean. And uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, kind of a crazy night. A lot of wind, a lot of rain, a lot of non-SoCal weather. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, because they've, they've been hurting for uh, for paramedics to come in. And so I called up my buddy. I'm like, hey, you want to go into work? They're offering double time for anybody that wants to come in. He's like, sure. So he went in, supposed to only work from 3 to 11. And then next thing you know, it's 3 a.m. and I'm going home. <laughs> hey, money is money, right? Double time is double time. Exactly. Sure. Nothing, nothing wrong about that. And speaking of money, I guess, I mean, we can just go right into it. Big trade last night came out of kind of nowhere between the Padres and Rays, and it does affect the Angels as well because Blake Snell, the big deal, the big the big guy on the market, I guess you can say, uh, the Rays talked about trading him earlier in the offseason. I was kind of skeptical about that, but at the end of the day, you know, they did what they had to do. They went and traded Blake Snell to the Padres, so he's coming out west, just, you know, not to the Angels. Uh, and the Rays ended up getting Blake Hunt, a catcher, Francisco Mejia, another catcher, um, Cole Wilcox, 2019, I believe he was a supplemental first rounder, and then the big piece was Luis Patino, who, I'm going to be honest here with you, is probably going to be the next big pitcher, though I don't know if he's going to get used correctly in Tampa. So, thoughts, let's give some thoughts here, Brock, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, well, personally, I, I think it's it's a big W for, obviously, the, the Padres, mm-hmm. The reinforcing that rotation and kind of a big deal when you know you got Paddock over there who I projected to be a rookie of the year when he when he came up and he was I think he placed third he was up there so he's he's a stud and uh, you know Clevenger is not going to be pitching this this next season if I'm not mistaken due to Tommy John but yep. once he comes back you're looking at a rotation with with Snell you know Clevenger. Paddock, and possibly, you know, by that time, maybe a Mackenzie Gore. And so that rotation is going to be loaded. And from the looks of it, it, you know, it doesn't look like they're done this offseason. So they, you know, looking at their payroll, they still have plenty of flexibility till the threshold. Obviously, they don't have to come close to it or, or go over it if they don't want to. But just, you know, that they have the flexibility if they so choose to to expand and uh, make some make some scarier, and it kind of makes it exciting for me to see a, uh, you know a legitimate competitor against the Dodgers in that division, and, and this definitely helps with that. Yeah, you know, I I mean that line, that rotation is scary. They could probably use a little bit of help in the outfield, but I mean we saw it last year. They're going to be a really fun team, and I, I know this is a an Angels podcast, but I mean talk about another um, West Coast team like this that's not the Dodgers that are honestly they're probably going to be better than the Dodgers next year and. You know, the West in general has so many good players. I mean, you can now just add Blake Snell to that list to another, I mean, to really good players. And, yeah, that rotation is absolutely filthy as well. And imagine if they get Bauer. I mean, I, I said it last night, but I'll, I'll say it again. Like, if you get Bauer in this, oh, my goodness. Like, people are like, oh, why do you need to go get Bauer? Why don't you need to go get Bauer? <laughs> you know, like, it's stupid not to go at least try to get him. You know, I know that he's 
probably not in the mix for them at this point either after the Snell trade. But again, like it's 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 scary, and they are have already become, I guess, the favorites in the NL. I think I, I can't think of a team that's really that much better than them. I mean, the Braves are pretty solid. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, and in the Central, I guess it's you know kind of still up in the air. I'm I'm not really too sure. But, yeah, you know, this affects the Angels as well because, I mean, Snell's now off the market. So, you know, that was a piece that a lot of people were like, okay, just go trade Adele for. And we saw this return of that amount of players. And I kind of – it kind of worries me now to know what the price is going to be for other pitchers. And I feel like also the price now for Trevor Bauer goes up a little bit. And I feel like the price now for Marquez goes up from the Rockies or Luis Castillo or Sonny Gray or anybody you were looking to trade for or even sign kind of goes up a little bit because now you have a, a pitcher off the market, if you know what I mean, Brock. I mean, what do you, does the, do you think it goes up? Do you think it goes down? I mean, what is, what is our thought on this for the Angels? I don't think the Angels are really in on Snell from the beginning. I didn't think they fit really the Rays' needs, and we kind of saw what the Rays were looking for. But I don't know. How do you think this affects the Angels? Yeah, I think I think it could possibly bring up uh, Bauer's price tag a little bit, um, hopefully not by too much. But you know, just thinking if if the Padres were willing to pitch forth the money for Bauer, um, you know, it's a scary offer for him to go there. You know, go play with his best friend and Clevenger and and be on that young and exciting team and be you know number one or number two in that rotation along with Snell and the other solid guys in that rotation and instantly become playoff competing and and you know potentially a favorite in that division. And so it's scary. I, I think that's kind of where I see the perspective of his price tag being up is that it almost, if the Padres even hint that they're in on Bauer, I think that it's going to make it more difficult for, um, you know, other teams to, to be in on him price tag wise. You know, we kind of saw uh, people potentially saying that that's kind of what we were doing with, um, I'm blanking on his name right now. The catcher that signed with uh, the Mets. What's his name? McCann. James McCann. McCann. There you go. Yeah, so people were talking about us being interested in, in McCann. And then once we didn't get him, people were saying, oh, maybe we were trying to drive the price tag up a little bit and make a little less financial room for uh, Bauer, for the Mets to sign Bauer. And so in a way, it almost I feel like this almost kind of gives the Padres some leverage if they hint going after Bauer, it might drive up Bauer's price tag a little bit for competing teams against the Padres because realistically, I mean, to be honest with you, if I were to list one team out of all 30 that Bauer has the most reasons to go to, Padres is probably number one on that list, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, big market, West Coast, playing with his best friend, competing team, they have the money. Um, The future young guys, you know, you got Tatis, you got the young pitching over there. He has – I think more reasons than anywhere else in San Diego to go. So hopefully that doesn't change it drastically, but um, it definitely could affect it for sure. Yeah, you know, and it's it's the selling point in Anaheim is not high right now. Other than you know you're going to be the ace for Trevor Bauer. I mean, what that's that's your selling point is you know you're going to be the ace. We want you to make us better. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Albert Pujols. I mean, what is the selling point in Anaheim right now? There really isn't a selling point. If you want to go win a World Series, I don't think Anaheim is the place to go. I think that you become a contender with the right moves, but I and we talked about this last night and we're going to get into this. I don't think that, you know, Trevor Bauer 
you know, I think you make it. A, I think Trevor Bauer makes you somewhat of a contender for a World Series. I don't. I mean, I don't know what kind of contender, but I do think that I, I just think that the selling point in Anaheim is not what it what it should be and what it can be. And of course, it's not the Padres. That's for sure. It's not the Dodgers. I mean, heck, who'd you rather Angels or Mets? Who'd you, who'd you rather go play for? Is the question. Like I, I mean, it's it's a, I don't, I think that both of those organizations, it's it's a tough it's a tough question. And if I had to pick, if you know, Trevor Bauer was sitting there looking at three hats and was like, San Diego, Anaheim, or New York, who who am I going to go to? I mean, why am I not going to go to San Diego? I mean, you could honestly, you could have a, a, a dynasty were in the works there. You really could. You could become the next Dodgers with the way that farm system is built and the, with the players that you have around there. I mean, you're going to have to. You're going to end up having to pay some of those guys. But at the very least, you turn into the Astros, which won a World Series and have been atop the AL West for the past, I mean, what, five years or so? So, I mean, I I don't – there's not a good selling point here in Anaheim, especially if you're looking toward – if you want to come out West. I mean, you're, you're sandwiched in between two really good teams, and it's hard to – it's really hard to sell here in Anaheim. I'm, I'm not – like, that's all I have to say about that one if I'm Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I mean, that's – kind of exactly where my head's at is there's not we don't really have those those crazy selling points that a lot of the other teams that are in on Bauer could could potentially throw out there um, I think the Mets are someone in the same boat as us I don't think that them signing Bauer makes them a winning World Series team um, so that kind of you know like the point you brought up is going to be if it is, if it does come down between the Mets and the Angels it's going to be you know the question of West Coast East Coast front office management coaching staff players on the team kind of thing um you know but like I said when you when you put you know the Padres have all those things that us and the Mets have and more you know other factors that could play into him deciding to go play somewhere like in San Diego so yeah I I mean it's tough yeah and I mean on top of that and we'll get on to I know you had you called me last night and you had a huge topic that you wanted to talk about and we'll get right to that but you know it's 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 tough, you know, and we, we don't know also what, what Trevor Bauer's looking for. Only Trevor Bauer knows what he's looking for. I don't even, I honestly don't even think his agent knows what he's looking for. I mean, you, we hear some of the phone calls between them and they are recording them and I'm sure teams are looking at it like, all right, this, 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 and this. And, you know, it, it kind of, it is what it is, but I don't even think, I, sometimes I don't even think Trevor Bauer really knows what he's looking for. Publicity, the money, does he want a World Series ring? You know, what What does Trevor Bauer want is the question. I mean, does he want to get back to the Astros? I mean, there are so many questions thrown around. Does he, I mean, even does he want to get back at the Rays as well for, you know, some of the stuff? I, I don't I don't know. So, you know, I think we'll just kind of leave it at that, and I'll let you kind of take it away with the direction you kind of want to go with this. Because you, you called me, you were super excited about – you know, you, this whole thought process of yours. And we were talking about Trevor Bauer, and I think we're going to continue moving on with Trevor Bauer. Yeah, so I had called you last night and kind of struggled, I guess, is the right word to kind of think of about, you know, obviously we looked at all your guys' uh, tweets to Jared's question on, you know, you're the GM, give us a trade, and, you know, him and I will talk about it on, on this podcast here. Uh, but I struggle with the fact that a lot of you wanted to – not get Bauer because you wanted to try to get, I guess, quote, more bang for your buck is, is kind of the, the mindset that I'm kind of seeing 
with, you know, signing a Paxton, uh, maybe a Tanak can trade for that's, you know, somewhat of a, like a mid-level tier arm. And I understand the perspective and I understand where you guys are coming from when, when you say that. But the problem with that is, is that like we had kind of touched on a few minutes ago, us signing Bauer doesn't put us in a similar position as if the Padres were to sign Bauer right now. If the Padres sign Bauer right now with the lineup that they have and the rotation they've already established with Snell and all that, it instantly is going to make them um, potentially National League favorites for a World Series, if not at least top three for sure. And that's a big difference in comparison to what Bauer alone does to our um, to our roster. And the, the problem is, is that once you see that and you go, okay, well, just us signing Bauer is going to get us to the World Series this year and allow us to win a World Series. That's fine because regardless, in my opinion, no matter what we do with the $30 million that we have left over is not going to make us a World Series winning team this year regardless. Whether we trade for Marquez and sign a Paxton, I still don't think that's enough to get us a World Series ring this year. So with that being said, I think it's more important to solidify – the rotation and not just think about this year we're not built right now in a position to think about 2021 world series i wish we were i wish more than anyone that we were but i don't think no matter what with the financial flexibility that we have trade or free agency irregardless are we in a position to make one or one or two moves and put us in a world series i i just i don't I don't believe that. I think that our pitching is is it lacks too much in the bullpen and on the rotation that we would need more than that. So my philosophy is that you get a Bauer, and yes, he's going to take up a majority of, of the room that we have left. And if Artie Marino does not want to go over the threshold, then um, you know it, it looks like if we sign Bauer, then we're going to have very little breathing room left to do much more. However, I don't want fans to think that that's a loss because it's not always about right now. It, you need to look organizationally and what is what you're going to be expecting over the next one or two seasons. And honestly, and this is my very honest opinion, if we sign Bauer this offseason to, to a three- to five-year deal, which is I think what he's going to around get is three to five years, then – that is a huge win for us because next off season and this off season thereafter in 2023 off season, I think is what it would be. We have much, much, much more financial flexibility. And I know that comes with holes that we would need to fill, but we also have a plethora of younger pitching that I can trust to provide reinforcement in the upcoming years, i.e. Chris Sandoval, uh, or not Patrick Chris Sandoval, <laughs> Patrick Sandoval, C-Rod, Canning, Berea. Like, we have endless amount of names that I, I have trust in that could provide support up in the, you know, next season, the season thereafter, and even the next season after that. And so I don't think that we need to go guns a-blazing right now. And I don't view Paxton or Tanaka as – deals that fit what I think the Angels need to be approaching, and I think that needs to be focusing on 2022 because that's a year that we can really make a difference with free agency and trades because of the financial flexibility that we're going to have. 
And so, you know, Paxton, I'm not saying he's he's not a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher. But if you put him side by side with what we expect Bauer to do over the next three to five years, Bauer takes the cake not even close. He, you know, with the arm injury with Paxton, it's risky. He's a little bit older. And I just, I don't know, it's, I don't want the Angels fans to get focused on the now too much to the point where we're making moves that are focused on the now because moves that are focused on the now are most of the time rentals per se or just moves that are specifically focused on the now and then those moves don't help you in the next one or two seasons following the season that you got the player for. So Paxton just kind of scares me. Tanaka borderline scares me. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. If we can trade for a Marquez, I love Marquez. Me and Jared are super high on Marquez. If we could trade for him and that's all we do for the rest of this offseason, I'm okay with that because I know that the next offseason and the season that after that, we have such financial flexibility. And the 2021 – or, sorry, 2022 free agency class, so after this next season – is very rich. There's a lot of good players in, in there, pitching and offense, a lot of short stops, a lot of good starting pitching, a lot of good relief pitching in that in that free agent class, and we're going to have much, much more flexibility money-wise until we hit that threshold next offseason to where I, if we sign Bauer or sign Bauer and maybe somehow trade for Marquez, that's going to make us competitors for sure. But I just don't like the ideology of not signing Bauer because it's going to hurt us financially right this second because I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, and I this is what keep me up, keeps me up at night every night, and I told you that last night. This, this is the question that keeps me up at night, and I think this is something that keeps up a lot of people at night when they you know when it you come when it comes to this part of baseball. What do you do with this? Because it's like it's 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 a never-ending question, you know. And especially with the way this is why it's it was tough, in my opinion, to get rid of Billy Epler. I mean, yes, you haven't won, you haven't had a winning record, all that, all that stuff in you know the four or five years he was here. But at least there was a plan. In action with Perry, yes, there's a there's a plan in action, but it's a new plan. You're now running off in a different direction, and I don't know if that is really where this organization really needs to be right now. Is forking off into a new direction. I think that you need to continue straight in one direction, and even if that direction, hopefully that direction wasn't a full you know right turn, 90 degrees or 180 degrees. Hopefully maybe it was less than a 45 degree turn or something like that. I know that's a weird analogy, but I hope I'm hoping it stays somewhat on the same same path towards that. And you know, it's it, that's the question that keeps me up at night. Do you want to win now? Do you put all your chips on the table and win now or do you want to build for the future and become better hopefully in the near in the in the future, you know, next 5 years you want to be good for those next five years and years after that, hopefully, if everything plans out. And that is that is the question. That is, if, if we knew the answer to that, we would be the GM. We would be, you know, the greatest baseball minds. And that's why it's 
I, you know, I, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I wish I did. I really do wish I did. If, if I could go out there and be like the Dodgers, the Astros, the Rays, you know, now the Padres, that type of organization, and I knew, you know, how to, how to do that, like they do, whether it's luck, whether it's skill, whether it's player development, what the answer is to that, you know, I just, I don't know. And it's, it's one of those things where it keeps, it keeps you up at night trying to think about that, trying to think of the answer. You know, because it, it is it's it's tough. And I'll say this: I'm looking at I'm looking at Fangraphs right now. Pujols comes off the books. Both Iglesias has come off the books next year. Claudio comes off the books. Bundy Heaney is off the books. Um, so and that's roughly fifty six to close to sixty million dollars. You're, you're jumping off the books right there, which is what Artie wants. You know, you're you're bringing your payroll back down. Rendon goes up to thirty six million a year, which is um, $8 million more than what he's making, $8.5 million more than what he's making this year, and then Upton goes up $5 million. So you're bringing yourself back down. You're, you're saving $45 million next year. If you add on the 25 to $30 million that Bauer is going to get, you have roughly, I don't know, what what's the math on that, 20 to $25 million, depending on what Artie wants to do, and depending on your arbitration, um, that you have to work with next year, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough decision. That's something that a lot of people don't look into either. It's like, let's sign Bauer now, or let's sign these guys now. And let's, you know, who cares about the future? And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's the question that keeps a lot of people up at night is, is the one that you just, you just described. And, you know, looking at the, at the payroll, I'd say, you know, it's, it's, it's for me. It's tough to sign Bauer for that money. Still, you know, I think it's a. I think there's better ways to go around it. Whether it's trade your prospects, whether it's, you know, go get go get Luis Castillo, go get somebody who has control for cheaper. You know, that you're able to build around. I. I that's a. It's a. That's a million dollar question right now. You know, that's the that's the million dollar question that you just kind of described. So you know. Yeah. And the, the problem is, is I don't. I don't think it should take. I don't think it should take that long, and I just think that if we play our cards right right now, I think that we can be legitimate World Series contenders next season or the season after that. And I just think I don't I don't like the thought in my head of like, well, why wouldn't we go after the best if we if we have the ability? Why would we back out on the best player available in free agency? And I know that you know you've brought it up multiple times, and the fans are kind of saying the same thing of like, well, we can do. We could do better slash different things with the same money, and I, I'm I'm definitely not against the the trading philosophy, getting getting the Marquez or or Musgrove or, or you know pitchers like that in that realm trade wise, but I still don't like the thought of like oh well let's just bow out of the Bauer race because he's going to cost too much money because it it just doesn't make sense where we are right now, and I would much rather. If the options were okay, sign Bauer for twenty six million AAV right now for the next four seasons, I would take that in a heartbeat because yeah, sure, him coming him alone coming in the twenty twenty one season is not gonna make us World Series team. But then when Strowman is a free agent next off season and there's a couple other guys that are free agents next off season that we can sign those guys too and try to go after the the best free agents that are available next off season. Then you have Bauer in the top of that rotation that you're like, dude, I'm so glad we signed Bauer because now we have a solidified ace that we could depend on 
that we depended on last season that we could depend on this season and probably the next two to three seasons. And now we can build around him. And it's just, you know, the, the philosophy of going after a, a Paxton or, or a Tanaka, the guys that, you know, yeah, they're good, but would you bet your life on it or, or bet a significant amount of money saying, yeah, I would depend on them to be the ace of our rotation for the next three or four seasons? No, because they're not aces. They're not aces like Bauer has the potential to be. And so I think we're in a position to solidify that top of that rotation right now and have the have more financial flexibility for the next two off seasons to be able to build around him. And the next thing you know, we have a rotation with Bauer, maybe a Stroman, and then any other trade. Maybe we'll trade for Marquez in this next off season or in the middle of the season. And now we got three three top level arms. Well, I think Stroman's probably mid tier. But either way, I still think that it's more important to get that ace at that top to build around and and. I think Cindergaard's a free agent next offseason. So there's a lot of guys that, that have been on our radar in the past for trades or have looked into free agency when they're coming up. And that just allows us that mobility to be like, well, we don't have to focus on an ace that we're, that we're going to need to pay, you know, 25 to $30 million for. And even if we really wanted to, if you really wanted to get crazy, we signed Bauer, solidify him in that number one spot. And I, I can't think of any names off the top of my head, but things might change in the next one or two seasons. But a free agency comes up, and a free agent pitcher is a you know one comes up, and he's another twenty-five to thirty million dollar pitcher that is considered an ace. And now we got Bauer and him at the top of our rotation, and now we got a, a Washington Nationals type situation where we had Str- where they had Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin, and they have all these top level guys that everyone's like, holy crap, the rotation's insane. You can't build a rotation like the Nationals if you don't go out and sign a guy like Bauer. It's not possible because you're scared to commit to the high-ticket player. You want to go out and do you know, cheaper workarounds, and that's fine. I'm not saying that that's a wrong option. It's not wrong. Neither of these options are wrong. But when you look at a team like the Nationals that win the World Series, look at their rotation. None of those guys are cheap. None of those guys were guys that they try to get a cheap workaround on. They went out and they're like, hey, dude, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. We're going to pay a lot of money for it. They had over like $100 million in the rotation, but it got them a World Series. And so at the end of the day, if if we really want to get the World Series, I don't think a Tanaka or a Paxton is going to get us to the point where we need to be in the next one or two years to be able to build our rotation the way that we want. I think we need to go balls to the wall and say, okay, well, we'll sign Bauer this year, see what we can do next year with any trades that Artie's willing to pay for, if we can get a Marquez two and get that top two going. And if we can't get the Marquez, we still have Bauer up there. And next offseason when we have 50-plus more million dollars to spend, we do somewhat cheap workarounds to fill the holes that we have and then put more money into that rotation to solidify and reinforce Bauer in the, in the top half of that rotation. And that's what's going to get you to a World Series, not not somewhat of a one- or two-year rental pitchers. Yeah, and to your argument here, your 2022 starting rotation looks like Griffin Canning, Patrick Sandoval, Jaime Berea, Reed Detmers, hopefully, Shohei Otani, hopefully, Chris Rodriguez, hopefully, Dylan Peters is, you know, is what he is. Uh, Suarez, I mean, 
it's tough. Um, you know, to your argument, I mean, if you put um, Trevor Bauer in that mix, that's at least one solidified starter, including Griffin Canning, who I believe is a solidified starter as well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, if you go out, you know, this year and you get Trevor Bauer, and then next year you look and you say, hey, I need a, I need a, I need a, I need a shortstop too. You go out and you get one of those big name shortstops, or maybe it doesn't have to be a big name shortstop. You know, maybe you could go get a Trevor Story, who's not gonna, I don't think, command that high dollar figure. You know, that could be that that could be a good a good you know starting point there, and you're able to have then Bauer, um, Detmers, Canning, and whoever else you want to have. Hopefully, Otani. In that rotation, and I think you have a nice little bit of you have a nice young starting crew there, and you have a veteran presence, a smart veteran presence in Trevor Bauer. So you know the argument for Trevor Bauer is totally justified. I 110%. I, I get that. I I do, and it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to go out and get the top the top guy this year. So I mean, it's that's that's. I mean, I mean like I said, all, all you ever have to do is look at previous World Series or, or far-pushing playoff teams and look at what the rotation looks like, and it, and it proves that point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and on top of that, some other starters. Expensive. Yeah, some some, some other starters. Packy Naughton, I mean, Oliver Ortega, Denny Brady. I mean, some of you guys are probably like, who? I mean, and I get that. I, I do. I totally get that. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you make a – it's a solid – it's a very solid argument for getting a – getting Trevor Bauer this offseason. I, I get that. And you look into the future, and it makes sense. It adds up. It does, because Angels are going to need starters. You know, Bundy, and unless you're going to go out and extend Bundy, or if you're going to extend Heaney, which I don't know. I mean, do you go extend Heaney? I mean, do you take a chance on him for, I think he's going to be worth, I think he's worth more than $10 million, right? Bundy, sure, for sure, is going to be more than $10 million. If he does this year what he did for those, you know, whatever, 10 starts, 15 starts he had, in 2020, you know, I think he's for sure more worth than more worth uh, 10, 15, maybe 20 million dollars a year. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's justifiable to go get Trevor Bauer this year and add him, and you know, you go out and you get your shortstop next year that you need, and you know, you hope that Detmers, Rodriguez, Canning, Bauer, and whoever else, Otani, work out in the rotation as best you can, and. Maybe then you go make a trade for a Marquez or Luis Castillo or, you know, something that we haven't even thought of. Go to, go run your way to Miami and see what they got. You know, go to uh, Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota might be selling at that point, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 a justifiable argument to go and get Trevor Bauer this offseason. I think that's this has been the whole argument this entire offseason is do you go get Trevor Bauer? Why or why not? And you make a solid point on that behalf. Do you have any final thoughts on this You know subject? what's fun? I do, actually. I, I just thought of this. I And doubt and hesitancy in this Bauer deal than there was in a Garrett Cole deal. And I think that's crazy to me because I would much rather take three to five years of Trevor Bauer than I would nine years of Garrett Cole. I don't, I don't like super long-term pitching contracts like that. I agree. And I don't really recall hearing nearly as much 
oh, well, let's just go out and get, like, a couple mid-tier arms instead of Garrett Cole. Everybody was like, no, go sign Garrett Cole. Who cares how much? Artie, just sign the check. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, and and I I just, I don't I don't understand it. Like, and even, even if, say, Garrett Cole for four years, like, say we sign him, we would have zero money this offseason to play with, okay? Yeah. But then next offseason, just hypothetically, say that we did sign Garrett Cole, but sign him for less years, like four or five years. We would be going in the next offseason with Garrett Cole, the number one in our rotation, and being like, crap, well, we're solid, dude. Like, we'll just, we got Cole, we got Canning, we got, we got to figure out something about Bundy and Heaney, but we still got all these younger guys. Well, what do we want to do? Because there's a Cindergaard available, there's a Stroman available. There's this name available. Do we want to build our bullpen? Do we want to reinforce Cole and, and uh, some of these younger guys in the rotation? Because now we got this ace that's up there, and we don't really got to worry about it. And so that just seems so much less stressful than where the position we have been in, where we're like, who the hell is the Angels starting rotation? Like, I feel like we barely ever know for these last five years because we don't have a solidified ace. We need a DeGrom, we need a Cole, we need a Scherzer, we need somebody up there that we can put number one for, you know, whether that be three to five, six seasons, that we are like, our number one is good. We just need to back him up, and our offense is good. So that's why the Rendon deal was good, because we're not, we're chilling on our offense. We're not even slightly concerned about signing any offense, and it's the same philosophy when it comes to the starting rotation. If you do not have that ace that you want to be like, you know what, dude, let's just take the bullet, let's sign Bauer for $26, 28000000 million or whatever he wants. I know it's too much money. I know it sucks, but other teams are going to be willing to pay for that and have him up there to not have that stress over the next two to three seasons when you want to go out and get more reinforcement, you're still concerned about an ace. It's always going to be, well, who's our ace? Who's our ace? Who's our ace? If that is always the question, we're not going to win a World Series. It doesn't rarely, rarely, rarely happen that a team doesn't has a rotation like we do and wins a World Series. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, and I'm going to you know, kind of just leave it at this because I want to get on to our talking fan segment. But I'm going to kind of get really close to the mic here. And Trevor Bauer is not an ace. I'm just – and that's that's the issue here with this this whole thing. Trevor Bauer is not an ace. And people don't – but people, ace, though. people don't want to go pay for an ace, though. That's the thing. You talk to any fan, and it's like, oh, I don't want to trade. I mean, this might be a little bit different this, this, uh, this offseason. But a lot of times it's, I don't want to go trade our top prospects for an ace. I don't. I don't want to go trade Adele. I don't want to go trade Marsh. You know, go give him Jamai Jones or go give him a lower tier prospect. But they don't want to go. They don't want to go spend that money. They don't want to go do that to go get an ace. Who Trevor Bauer? He's a very good pitcher. He is. I don't think he's an ace. I, if you want to go get an ace, go get Herman Marquez. Go get Luis Castillo. You're gonna to have to pay for it though. That's the thing. And people don't understand. Garrett Cole's an ace. You didn't go want to go pay for him though. A lot of people were against Trevor ba- or against Garrett Cole. I, I was one of the strongest ones against it. I didn't want Garrett Cole for that money for the reason that you said, the exact reason that you said. But you know, mo- most people don't want to go pay for that. That's the thing. And Artie's one of those guys, I think, that just doesn't want to go pay for that that ace. And a lot of fans don't want to go pay for that ace. 
you know, and it's 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 tough to go, you know, do that. It, it is, and but you if you want an ace, you have to go pay for it, or you have to really, really, really be bad, and hopefully you build around that ace when you go draft him, like the Tigers are doing. The Tigers have a lot of good, you know, Casey Mize, Matt Manning, um, Bo Burrows. I mean, there's they they're they're going to have a really good pitching staff. Same thing with the Padres. The Padres were really bad for a really long time. For that, for that reason, you know, they got Mackenzie Gore, they got Ryan Weathers, Cole Wilcox, who they drafted last year. You know, I mean, they're they're good at drafting too. I'll say that, but you know, it's 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 one of those things. You know, you, you either have to be really bad or you have to go want to spend money. And the Angels haven't been been either one of those. They haven't been bad enough to go get that ace that you wanted. They weren't. You know, you look at the aces last year, and Reed Detmers isn't an ace. I'm going to say that right now for everybody. Reed Detmers is probably not going to be your ace in the future. He's going to be a good pitcher. You know, whether you want to comp him to Barry Zito, Scott Casimir, whatever whatever it is, he's going to be a good pitcher. He's not going to be an ace. An ace. He's not he's not that Austin Lacey, Emerson Hancock type of guy that was in the draft that went before him. You know, it's it's just kind of one of those things. Heck, he might not even be a Nick Bitsko, who I'm, I know I'm just throwing out names at this point, and he was drafted by the Rays, but he may not even be a Nick Bitsko type of guy. So, you know, it kind of – it is what it is, and I – and, you know – I want to. I, we could talk about this all day. I kind of want to get on to our talking fans segment here, and but I'll give you. You know, do you have any final thoughts here on anything, Brock? Before we get to um, talking fans. No, I mean, it's it's so hard, and I I still go back and forth about it. I mean, it, it it's it's tough. It's it's really it's really tough, and that's why you know I think that front office people don't get enough credit for the stuff that they have to make decisions for because it is hard, but. Um, I, I still stand by the fact that it's very difficult to build a World Series contending team when you don't pay way too much money for starting pitching. And, you know, whether that be what fans want to do, that's fine. But, you know, I think it's been pretty rare. I, 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 I had it in my head. I, I can't think of it. It might have been the Rockies against the Red Sox in that World Series that they played together that the Rockies were like, it was above a certain ERA during the season, but still made it to a World Series. Like, it's so rare to have mediocre pitching and still make it to the World Series. And, you know, I'm not saying that if we don't get Bauer, then, you know, we have no way of getting good pitching. I just think that I, I'm tired of not being in the playoffs. And I don't want Trout to miss out on the playoffs the way that he should deserve to be in the playoffs. And I just think it's the time that. Artie and the fans are just like, you know what, like, who cares about the money, like, other than not smart long-term goals or long-term contracts like a Garrett Cole deal. Uh, but, no, you're right. I, I, I would I would fight to say that Trevor Bauer is probably not an ace, but he would be an ace for our next season is kind of the point where the ace term comes from for me. I'm not saying Trevor Bauer is the best pitcher in all of baseball. I, I, I don't agree with that. And he would be a number two or number three arm on, on certain rotations. Uh, but that's kind of my point is that he would be number one on ours right now, and I would just like to have him up there to solidify that up half of that rotation. That way, if an ace name does come available in the near future, like a Marquez that would take a spot over Bauer most likely, or a free agent arm that could probably take a spot over Trevor Bauer, then it's just that depth of that starting rotation is what I'm what I'm aiming for, regardless of who's in the number one or number two spot name-wise. It's just I I want to be able to just go out and do whatever we need to do to to make that happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think the thing that 
I know it's been a rough couple of years. I do. I, I understand that. And we've been in the same – Angel's been in the same situation for the past five years where it's like, dude, they could be a good team. They could. They really could. But, it, you know, it's it's buttercup. It's exactly what – you know, it's, it's been buttercuping every single every single year. And I get that. And, you know, I think the thing that we got to take away from this is just continue to give patience because, you know, it's it's – Perry has a plan. You know, there's a plan in place, and that's why the Angels went and they changed GMs for a new plan, and that, you know, is going to take even more patience now, and I don't think that's what fans really have at the moment is time for a new GM and patience for um, a new plan to be put in play, and, you know, they want to win now. So, and I get that. I do. You have to make the fans happy. You you do. You know, that's that's the end goal. You know, your number one goal is to win games, but number one A goal you know, the goal right after winning games, make the fans happy because that makes you money. And that's where Artie is too. So, yeah, I it's a, it's a tough, it is a tough, tough thing to grasp your hands around. But I'm glad that we were able to, you know, talk about this and get this all out there. And I think this is going to really stem, you know, some good conversations with the people that are listening to this. And I hope that you guys message Brock and message myself about this and you know heck want to come on and talk about this subject with us and i'll say this right now if you guys want to come on message brock on twitter um it's, it's bd rocks right bd bdrox8 go go message brock and we'll get you on go message myself i'm at jared underscore tims if you don't have twitter shoot us an email at talkinghalos at gmail.com that'll go to derek derek will send it to me or we'll get you on with derek or myself or John or Brock or and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll talk about this subject with you. You know, we really will. So I'm I'm excited. I hope that fans come on and want to talk about this with us because it's a very interesting subject and uh, you know it's a I it's tough. This is what keeps me up at night and I said that, you know, a little while ago. But it's this thing that keeps me up at night and you were up till three o'clock in in the morning working and probably thinking about this subject as well, I would assume. So yeah, yeah exactly. So you know what what do you do? So Guys, I appreciate you listening to this part of it. I have, We have a little talking fan segment, which I kind of goes with this as well, which is kind of cool. I recorded this before Brock even had this idea, and this is with a gentleman named Mario. He is from Los Angeles, the actual Los Angeles, not Los Angeles down in Anaheim that thinks it's you know Los Angeles Angels. But he's actually from Los Angeles. Had a great conversation with him about kind of this whole thing and the old regime and wanting to, in a sense, get rid of that older regime, which is, you know, Adele, Marsh, and kind of start new, in a sense, with prospects and, you know, with wanting to win now. You know, that's that's the whole concept of this podcast that we had. So, guys, without further ado, our next segment of Talking Fans. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking fans, I am here with a longtime Angels fan, Mario. Mario, how are you doing today? How are you doing? Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. You know, this is probably the easiest podcast or talking fans that I had to do. I mean, we haven't done a whole lot because I know you listen, but we haven't done a whole lot. But this is the easiest one because you have sent me exactly what you want to talk about. And I am super excited about that. I didn't have to do any editing or anything like that. I, I just had to write it down on a little script that I have here. And that is it. So I appreciate you making it easy on me. (laughs) For sure. All right. Three rapid fire questions before we get to what I know you wanted to talk about. Where are you from? Uh, Here, L.A., born and raised. Been an Angel fan for most of my life. I want to say 89, 90. So it's been 
been a lot of good times and a lot of bad times, but I'm still here. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's been like that. I mean, I feel like I said for everybody, but especially for Angels fans in general, it's been a lot of, it's a roller coaster ride. It's up and down and up and down. So I get that. Um, and I, that answers my next question. How long have you been a fan for? So you've been a fan your whole life, basically. I have. It's been, like I said, a lot of good times. I just wish we had a lot more of those now, but I have some ideas on how we can make it get back to those times. Perfect. Yeah, no, and that's why I wanted to get you on here, because you had a lot of good ideas. But last rapid-fire question for you. Uh, what made you an Angels fan? I mean, you're from L.A. You could be a Dodgers fan if you want, or, I mean, anything, but you became an Angels fan. Why is that? My whole family, <laughs> they're, Ang- uh, they're Dodger fans, right? I was the only one. I guess I was just in the Rebel. Everybody at school was a Dodger fan. I just liked the color of just being my own person, really, you know, growing up. I started liking the Angels when, you know, Tim Salmon, Tim Salmon came up. And ever since, I was just a fan. I just rather have, you know, I'd rather watch the Angels and Dodgers. Um, that's, that's how it really started. That's awesome, man. I, I like seeing the... Uh the revolt there of all the, you know, from Dodger fan to Angel fan. So I, I like seeing that. And I see in the background we have a little bit of Vlad Guerrero action back there. I know the people listening can't hear it, but, you know, that's that's a great giveaway. So let's just get right to it. Kind of the first thing you wanted to talk about. You know, let's talk a little prospect action. Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, what are your thoughts on them? What are you doing with them? All right, so this is what I think. Um, I think that those guys are part of the old regime. Billy Epler guys. Right now, I don't see them really helping out the club because, you know, Marsh needs to develop. Adele needs time. Right now is what we don't have is time. I mean, you know, Trout is not getting any any younger. We need to get him into the playoffs and hopefully win a chip with him. Um, I think the best thing to do is use them as trade chips because that's what we got. And get guys in here that can actually help Trout to win now because this is win now time. We don't have time to develop those guys. I Yeah, sure, I'd want him to be here, but we have Trout. He's here. You know, generational talent. We need to get him to the playoffs. He needs to win a couple of championships. And that's, that's what we need. And sending him off to teams to get returns is what we need to do now. There's only two or I'd rather get, you know, pitchers. Like, okay, my main priority is Ramon Marquez. He should be our number one priority regardless. And only way I think we could get him and hopefully get, I don't want to say get rid of the Upton, sounds bad, but move the Upton contract is by sending over Adele and Marsh with Upton in hopes that we can get um, Herman Marquez which immediately becomes our ace. Get him away from course. I know this has been said many times, but that's the Angels' main priority. I would love to get, you know, other guys like Castillo, but they're going to cost a lot more. Uh, You know, Castillo or or Sonny Gray, uh, those guys are number one. Sonny Gray might be not a number one, but he can still be, you know, reasonable for us. So, yeah, them would be moved for sure. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's really tough. You know, I'm a big fan of holding on to your prospects and seeing what they can do. But I also understand the aspect of 
I mean, think about how many times a big name is traded and those prospects actually work out. I mean, going back to, like, even when the Angels were talking, like, we've seen the proposed trades from Miguel Cabrera, and you look at it and it's like, dang, you know, the Angels might have been a real, really real contender with Trout and Cabrera. You know, I mean, granted, the Cabrera contract now is not great, but it's still Miguel Cabrera. Uh, but I, I, it's, I'm up in the air on it, you know. I totally get trading, and there's not too many guys. It needs to be the right trade. I'm not going out and trading for Blake Snell if it's Joe Adele. Maybe Brandon Marsh, but I think, like I've said it before, I think Marsh is... Marsh has the same, if not a better, career than Adele. I think he's a better all-around player. Adele's just going to hit slug a lot better. He's going to hit more power for it. He's going to be a bigger name for you, per se, and that's why he's going to be a bigger name. I'm I'm interested also to know what the market is or what how the Rockies value Marquez because some people I feel like over undervalue him a lot because I think that him and Luis Castillo cost relatively similar. In, in hindsight, I mean, Castillo is a bigger name for sure. You don't, not too many people, you bring up Herman Marquez around, around people and they're like, who's that? And you bring up Luis Castillo and maybe they hear about him. Those two, those two names are kind of, in a sense, under the radar names in baseball as well. So if you're going to trade those two guys away, I, I'm a firm believer you need to make, you need to have the right trade. And I don't think that anybody under uh, Marquez or uh, Luis Castillo is worth it. Like, unless... Unless you're getting, I mean, Tampa Bay is too smart. They're not going to take Justin Upton. You know, you could possibly get, you know, Sonny Gray for in, in a deal like that. I think Luis Castillo is kind of interesting, but I think Colorado is the the landing spot in a Justin Upton type trade, and that's getting back someone. I think you have to try to get back as well, Charlie Blackman or even Nolan Arenado. I know that's a crazy name to go get and a lot of money, but. That, you know, really hits two chips. You get your pitcher in Marquez, and you get a big-name bat for Artie who wants to sell seats. That's 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 the name of his game. He's a businessman, and I get that. You know, so with that, you know, it's it's tough, you know. And I can't, we can't see into the future. If we could see into the future and say, you know, Adele doesn't turn out, pan out, let's trade him now, I would, you know, we could do that. Same thing with Marsh. But it, it, that's why it's so difficult to trade these guys because the, the it's there to be really good, but the Angels haven't been able to produce yet. They haven't been able to – their player development hasn't been as good as what we'd like to see and what other teams have been. I mean, you look at the Astros, the Dodgers, the Rays, the good teams, their player development's insane. You know, like there's a reason why they're good so many years. It's not because they – I mean, yes, they draft well, but their player development is just like through the roof. So Perry has brought in new people, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And that's a new start here for us. And this brings me to my next point. You know, Perry, this is his franchise. His job is to not only supplement the big league club, but also draft correctly and bring in, you know, those prospects that are going to be the guys that are going to help Trout, you know, at the tail end of his career uh, to get that second chip, you know, hopefully. Uh, because we got to think about life after Trout. Trout's not going to be here forever, you know. So trading for these guys, like, Marquez, Castillo, Snell, I'm not a fan of. You know, um, I feel that he's too much of a prima donna, but that's just my opinion. Uh, he, he had some comments in the offseason, last offseason, kind of, you know, made me not want him here. I mean, not, I'm not saying that. Plus, you don't want to trade with, with the Rays. You just don't want to do that anymore. You already know what 
what happens. So getting those guys is what we need now. Uh, you know, what is it with with um, with uh, Adele being traded? We bring guys in. You know, now the free agent market. Um, I feel like I'm the only one that says this, or thinks this, but I feel that Bauer is not going to be worth the money that he's going to be asking for because he's only really been good for two years, and one of one of those years it was half a year, it's thirty, you know, uh, sixty games. Uh, Cy Young, uh, you can't really pay someone that type of money when he only did good for half a year. And he only got had another year before that, and after that, or before that, it hasn't been, you know, a Cy Young or a pitcher that's going to demand 200 plus. I think we should go up after other guys, and you know, instead of just getting one guy, we get two or three. And, but yeah, I would love Bauer here, but not for 200 plus. I mean, that's way too much money. I think just the trade market is our thing, and if we can get, you know, a, a nice bullpen to hold. Leads because we blew a lot of leads. Uh, getting guys in like Colmey, Jeremy Jeffries, uh, Chaz Rowe, uh, guys that been doing it before. Uh, I don't know about Liam Hendricks. You don't want to do that. He's probably going to be good for another two years, and he's probably going to want three. Uh, look at what happened with Campbell. They're very iffy sometimes. It's it's better that. You know, we, we get guys on the low and, and hope that they can bounce back. I know that's the motto for Billy Epler, but right now it's just we need starting pitching. We need at least two or three guys out there, you know, in the bullpen that are going to be shut down, shut down guys. And, yeah, that's really what I think we should do. Uh, Bauer, I would love him to be here. I just think he's a little bit overrated. He's doing the whole, you know, what is it, the, uh, you know, telling everybody he's going to come, and I don't think he's worth all that money, really. And for him to come and get paid all that money and, and, and not perform for a full year, I maybe he'll be good one or two or three or, you know, but I don't know. I can't say. I just think trading guys, bringing guys that are already ready to play, get a free agent or two, and, you know, have Herman as your one, hopefully power, but, you know, it's not going to happen. It's going to be too much money. Then you have, uh, what is he, uh, Bundy. You get Heaney. You got Canning. You got... Shohei hopefully gives you a little bit more than what he has. Uh, and just throw a couple of flyers out there. Uh, see if you can get Paxton on a one-year flyer. He's been, you know, he's been showcasing. Uh, throwing 94 was what they were saying. Uh, later down the line, he might hit uh, 96 or, and get back to what he used to be with, with uh, Seattle and that one year with the Yankees. Uh, strike gold. Let Mickey Callaway, you know, work with him. Uh, and hopefully he gets healthy. I know people are going to be like, hey, well, that's what happened with Matt Harvey, and we don't want to go through that, it, and I understand that, but sometimes you gotta you got to roll the dice. You already got your ace, hopefully, in Herman or Castillo, or who knows, maybe Darvish, and you send in, you know, uh, what's his name, Adele and Marsh, and you get yourself Darvish and Wilson Contreras, and, you know, maybe just – Throwing everything out there. You just got to get people who are ready to play. Trout is the number one priority here. Get him to the playoffs. Get that World Series. Get Perry Minazian to start building that uh, farm and, and, and get these guys ready for five years down the line when they are ready to start playing and, and have Trout get that second championship. You don't want Trout to be like, 
you know, the best player of our generation with zero championships, that's going to be the worst thing. Yeah, no, I, I firmly agree. I, I agree with you almost with everything you said there, you know, and I, we have very similar thought processes with this. And, yeah, I want you hit on a lot of points. First, yes, you need to get Trout first off to the playoffs, and second off, you need to get him a championship. He, you know, he doesn't like the, you know, big media and all that stuff, and I get that. That's cool. But, you know, he needs more more publicity. He doesn't get enough. It's it's Mike Trout. I mean, people don't understand that he's going to go down as probably top three player in baseball. And, like you said, you need to get him a championship. Absolutely. That's the number one priority. That's the reason why he signed here, because he saw something in Epler at the time and already in this team, this organization, that he th- thought he could win. And, you know, it wasn't about the money. He could have gone and signed. Honestly, he could have probably signed for $600 million somewhere. Like, the Yankees would have paid him $600 million easily to go play for them. You know, so it's it's crazy to think that, but you know he's staying. It's a great thing that he's staying in Anaheim and all that fun stuff. You brought up what Epler does, which was really interesting because Epler had a really great plan. I, I you know I thought he mimicked a lot of his plans from winning organizations. It just didn't pan out for him. And whether he just didn't have the right player development, didn't have the right you know Artie didn't give him the reins. That is another hypothesis. You know, it, what it, whatever it was, I don't know. It just didn't work out for him, and he gets a lot of slack, slack for it. But I think Manassian is going to kind of do the same thing. You know, we're looking at the bullpen. I don't think that he's going to build a crazy expensive bullpen. I don't think he's going to go out and get Hendricks because it's not really the way to build bullpens. Bullpens are so volatile nowadays. Like, one, like you could go have the, you could go get everybody from the Rays that was in their bullpen, and next and this next year they could be complete busts. And, it, you know, it is kind of what it is. So I, I like, you know, I like what Epler did, but I think Manassian is going to do a very similar process. I don't think he's going to go out and spend all that much in the bullpen. I could totally be wrong, but I don't think that it's a smart move to go spend a lot in the bullpen because a guy like Liam Hendricks might not be worth the thirty, forty million dollars that he's going to get at, at all, you know. And he's he's getting old too. I think he's at least he's thirty, thirty-two at least. And I I just don't think that that's the good move. I think you could, there's much better moves to go make out there you know you brought up Trevor Bauer I'm on that same train as you as well I'm not a huge there's better ways to allocate the money I, I know you listen to this podcast and I know you know you, you sure you see it on Twitter and I think there's better ways to allocate the money for sure 110 percent on what that way is I don't know you know that's why Perry and them are doing their thing and it, it'll be really interesting to see what they do the rest of the way and I love the trade market. And there's so many options out there, too. You mentioned so many options, which is crazy how many different options are out there right now. Like, you go like you go to any team and probably pick a pitcher, and you could might be able to trade for them. You know, Miami, um, Arizona, you know, Trevor. Trevor ba- Miami, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different options out there to go and look at. It's, it's so interesting. Like, I do it on a daily basis. I'll just go through teams and, like, oh, you know, that's kind of an interesting option. I wonder if they go that way. And if one thing is one thing that Billy Epler has taught, you know, you you expect the least expected because you never know what they're going to do. It's going to come out of nowhere. Like nobody saw either of the Iglesias trades, but and then you look at it, it's like, oh, that made a lot of sense actually. I don't know why we didn't think about that before, you know. So, and then yeah, I already mentioned the bullpen. That was just another note that I want to hit on. It's so volatile. It's impossible to build it. It's almost impossible to build a good bullpen, and I don't know how to do that. You know, you mentioned taking risks on people, you know, you have to take the risks on the right people. So, you know, Matt Harvey was an interesting name, but I, you know, it was a difficult name to take a risk on, especially for the money that he got paid. 
and you know it, it, he just didn't Epler just didn't hit on the risks that he took unfortunately or else he'd still be around because I thought that some of the risks he took were good and I thought the way he built bullpens were really really good so I don't know if you have anything else you want to add on top of that Mm-hmm. But I think also we're going to need some catchers, right? Because Stassi is coming off of the uh, surgery. Yep. And I love Jason Castro. I think I think he's in talks heavily with the Astros. I, I don't even know if they already signed him. But I think that that's a guy that we should go after. Uh, get him back. We need some uh, left-handed uh, uh, bats. We're righty heavy. Uh, you know, Jason Castro and then... I'm looking at here on my phone. Um, what do you think about Garrett Richards as a bullpen guy? I've been asked that a couple times, and I like that. You know, I like it if it's the right price for sure. You know, I think it's going to be, I, I don't know, eight to ten million a year. I, I don't know if you allocate that to the bullpen, but I think he can also start too. You know, I don't. It's it's a tough. It's he's tough because I think that he can start, but I also think that he can you know, be in the bullpen as well. So just depends on how much he wants, really. Like two for 20, I would probably do. I think he I think he fits best with the Rays. Like every other pitcher fits with the Rays, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I think he fits really well with, well with the Rays. I think that he could come in to the Angels. I mean, Angels just need pitching. Like you could name anybody, and I'd probably say yes about him just because of how much Angels need that, that pitching. So Right. So pitching, like always. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be, you know, Marquez, Castillo, shoot for Darvish, you know, hopefully that he actually is what he is now and not what he was two years ago when he first walked into the uh, Cubs. Um, but I don't think that waiting around for Adele and Marsh is our main priority here. Our priority is getting guys who can actually go and get it done. Um, we need some we need some playoff time here in Anaheim. It's It's been a while, and especially with Trout, that's not cool. We need it. Yep. Yeah, definitely need – we need a little bit of uplifting spirit here in Anaheim, SoCal in general right now. So I need a final plan from you, Mario. You're the GM. What are you doing? I need the final plan. How are you doing it? I know we've talked about a lot here, but I need that I need that final plan. Final plan. <laughs> pitching, pitching. Uh, Bauer, offer him some money. Uh, make it so that the – contract is backloaded because we got pools coming out of books next year. Uh, get him in. Uh, get Marquez. You got Marquez. You got Bauer. Uh, go for, you know, one-year flyer like Paxton. Um, and then get your guys that we already have. Canning. Uh, Shohei. Hopefully we can get something. You know what? Actually, this is what I was talking to my friends about. Shohei. Uh Let's give Shohei that try, maybe one or two more years of him pitching, 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 get him to that point where he can be our ace, right? And if it doesn't work out with pitching, the hitting's always going to be there. You know, his arm might fall off or whatever, but his hitting is always going to be there. He can always be our DH or our right fielder if he goes out there and shags some balls. Even a first baseman, but I know we got our guy now, Walsh. Uh, but Shohei is – we got to try him first before we say, hey, you got to choose or it's not hitting or pitching. It should be pitching first. If it doesn't work, go with go with the hitting. I mean, you don't want to trade him either. That kind of sucks after he chose to play with us and everything. You don't want to, you know, but sometimes being, you know, a GM, you know, Perry didn't get him. It was Billy. So 
so you can be like, hey, we didn't, I didn't get you, I really don't have any emotional ties with you, so I got to flip you and, and get somebody else in here, and, and we'll send you to, I don't know, the Braves, maybe him and, what's that other, uh, McKay, the other two uh, uh, guy that they have over there, yep. and they can work them both. <laughs> So yeah. that's what I would do, um, and just have our, our bullpen guys, and, and hopefully we can get this thing rocking again. Yep, no, I, I agree with you. Interesting you bring up Shohei, I agree. I think the stuff is way too good to just give up on pitching. I, I just like when people say, you know, he should just hit, or, or you know, just put him in the bullpen. No, the stuff, we saw this stuff. The stuff is, just got, he, he, if he stayed healthy, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, easily, Absolutely. with how good the stuff was. I firm, I totally agree with you on that. You know, it's it's tough to move that type of – I mean, with how good he is pitching, it's like Anthony Rendon hitting. It's like – or Anthony Rendon playing third base. Why are you going to move him to first base or why are you going to move him somewhere if he's already one of the best third basemen in baseball, you know? So don't move Shohei yet. Give him a little bit of time. I know he's been hurt. He hasn't pitched very much. But I think that, you know, next year if he's healthy, we see it, and I think he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. The stu- stuff's just gross. It, re- it really is. So, watching, yeah. play, watching him playing the WBC when he was uh, pitching and hitting, get that mm-hmm. bomb hit the roof of the uh, that stadium. Yep. That guy was sick. Imagine now if he really does that with us, and yep. we get a pitcher and a hitter. I mean, that's what we all want. But I think pitching should be first, no matter what. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I'd love to see him in a home run derby. I really would, because I think that he's gonna. I think he could hit five fifty. I really do. I think we'd see an incredible home run derby from him. And I hope that he gets into the home run derby eventually. I really do. I think I hope that he's healthy and he gets makes an all star team, and they put him in the home run derby. And I hope they, you know, we see Stanton and Judge and Otani and like some of the biggest power hitters in baseball in a home run derby because that would be so much fun watching Otani. Like, I mean, we've seen Otani hit the scoreboard before, which is stupid. Like, that's never happened in Angels baseball. Like. Like, he, it'd be fun to watch him go hit up in Colorado. and I, I mean, or Fenway or even Dodger Stadium. He'd be hitting balls into the free uh, – not in the freeway, into the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. That's, how, like, how far he hit him. So it, that would be a lot of fun. And, you know, we, like I said, we could talk about that, the Otani and all that for ever and ever. And, I, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on with me, Mario. I, I really do. And I'm going to have to get you back on again so we can talk more Angels baseball. I appreciate you for having me here. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And if you want to come on and onto my little Talking Fans segment, shoot me a message on Twitter, Jared underscore Tims. Email us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com. I'd love to have you on. We can talk whatever you want to talk about. You can write the, you can write the script exactly like Mario did, so I'm totally fine with that. So, guys, have a great rest of your day. <laughs> For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.